0: Thank you, thank you, thank you. Good to see all of you. Praise Jesus. Praise God. I don't see need for me to introduce myself again. Lakini, my name is Jocelyn Tinyari Morioki. And uh, my voice My voice is a bit uh, different today, but uh, it's good at least to get to hear the other version of it. So, uh, I'm so glad to share something with you today as an encouragement to all of us. And I'm honored and grateful to the leadership of the church and of the women of essence for this opportunity. Our topic for today is moving on after loss. So we are going to look at loss briefly, but uh, we are not going to dwell on loss because it's not my message, neither is it our topic for today. Our topic is now moving on after loss. And uh, I will briefly define loss. I don't know what loss means to, to you, but uh, loss is a state of not being able to have something or rather not having control of anything anymore. Assuming you went back home today and you realize that your favorite dress is missing, you look for it in your house, you go to the hanging lines, you look for it, you ask your sisters and your cousins who visit you for sleepovers, and you still cannot find your favorite dress. I know to ask to each and every one of you, the experience would be, and the reaction would be different because maybe my favorite dress uh, was very, is very expensive. Maybe it was a gift from a, a friend Maybe it was a gift from my spouse. Uh, Maybe it gives me some very good memories. I would not have wished to lose it. And so when you lose this thing, whatever you feel and whatever I feel is different. To you, maybe your favorite dress, you just bought it in a boutique in town and it was worth whatever amount of money it was. And uh, you can go to the same, same shop and uh, replace the dress. But maybe for me, I'm not able to to replace my dress. And so you see now, for us, the experience is different. And uh, loss may also be a state of having less of something. Say maybe I had these bananas. I used to eat five bananas in a day, but from yesterday, i'm not able to enjoy my five bananas i can only enjoy two bananas in a day this means that i'm now having less of of something less of those bananas so we're going to look at loss briefly and we have uh, several types of losses number one we have material loss and uh, this includes any sort of uh, radical shift in material stability, it may mean that uh, you no longer have control over any material possession that you have, be it your house or rather your home, uh, it may be your car, uh, it may be your job, even your job is, is, is part of a material loss. Uh, it may also be a project Maybe may be a business, and uh, it may also be loss. sometimes we can even uh, move or change places. If today I was transferred, maybe f- where I work, I'm supposed to transfer from Nairobi to Nakuru or wherever, it means that uh, there are some things that I'm going to miss in Nairobi. So it also includes loss of some friends and some activities. We also have another type of loss called a relationship. There is a loss of relationship, and this loss can occur through uh, divorce for people that are married, it can occur through death, it can occur through estrangement. This includes uh, estrangement from friends and relatives. Say maybe through. Uh, divorce. Or divorce. For those that are in a, in a relationship, when you break up with someone, it means that in extension, you break up with their friends. And you also break up with their families. So we have these uh, estrangements. We also have another type of loss that is called intrapsychic loss from the world uh, psych, psychic intrapsychic loss. Yes. And uh, this loss can occur from any of the two losses that we've looked at, material loss and relationship loss. Anytime you lose something, say material, maybe you lose your home, you lose your car, you lose your clothes, any of your belongings, you can lose yourself. This is a type of loss where you lose yourself. You also lose uh, belief systems Sometimes we lose things and we find ourselves losing our belief systems. And uh, we also, when we lose belief systems, it means that for us Christians, now we even start questioning God. And we start, and sometimes loss leads to crisis in faith. You start asking yourself very many questions. Is there a God really? Who cares for me? Is there a God? Uh, God is the giver. Why would he take? Why would he let me lose my business? Why would he let me lose my home? And so now this is, this is where you, you lose yourself. It also includes uh, assumptions, anything that you used to assume. For example, sometimes you know that faith faith is a believing in something that we do not see. It's like an assumption, we assume that, when we talk of faith, we assume that things are going to get better. It doesn't mean there's something that we've seen that, is, that shows us that things are going to get better. But now, when we suffer these intra loss, we lose those assumptions. There's also another type of loss, called uh, functional loss. This is where, this is a loss uh, gotten from an injury or illness. Say maybe you get involved in an accident and uh, mm, you lose your any part of your senses or your organ. This is where we find that loss. And there's a uh, another type of loss that is called role loss. You lose your responsibility, or rather your role, or rather your title. You lose your responsibility as a parent, or as a spouse, or as a boss, or you lose your job title. That's another type of loss. I would not want to dwell on loss so much, because we are looking at moving on from loss. Because I understand that almost all of us have lost something in life. It may be material, it may not be material, but we've suffered loss at some moment. There's also another type of loss called uh, sympathetic, sympathetic loss. This is identifying with other people's losses. And now this is where we find ourselves as Christians suffering loss almost every other time. Especially now for the religious leaders. Anytime a member of your congregation suffers loss, you suffer that loss in extension. This is called sympathetic loss. You identify, with the loss of others. When your colleague loses something, loses their job or anything, you sympathize with them, you also suffer that loss. Now, how do we move on from this loss? You've lost your home, you've lost your job, you've lost a relative, you've lost yourself. You no longer even go to church because you don't believe in, let me use these words, you don't believe in those things that they say there, you know, you are once born again Christian, And uh, you've suffered a very painful loss and uh, you start questioning God, you start questioning uh, faith and you don't see any sense of even going to church anymore. And uh, even anyone who tells you about church, about God, you don't agree with them because why would God let you lose your, your, your home? You've taken years to build your home, you've taken loans to buy that car to finish that project, and then all of a sudden, you lose everything. Why would God allow that? We're going to look at how to move on, and I will try and answer some of the questions that we may have. And uh, at the end, Pastor Leah will finish for us. Okay, when we look at uh, when we look at the scripture, Isaiah chapter forty-three, verse eighteen to nineteen. Isaiah forty three, eighteen to nineteen, it tells us. Maybe someone can read it for us. Priscilla, are you there? Who's there yet? Will you read for us? Okay, Isaiah 43 says, Do not remember the former things nor consider the things of old. 19 Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth, shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Thank you, thank you. The Bible tells us to forget the former things, not to dwell on the past. See, the Lord is doing a new thing. But now when, when, we are, when we are mourning, or rather when we are going through grief, it's not easy for us to, to forget, neither is it easy for us to read such scriptures. I've lost my favorite dress, or rather I've lost, let me not use an example of, my, of a material thing, because you understand that uh, losses are different. You're there, you've lost a spouse, or you've lost a sibling, or you've you've lost a child. And someone is there telling you to forget the former things. It becomes... You see, like they they, they don't understand what they're telling you. And now when we are going through loss, when we look at this scripture, we try also to, to look at acknowledging our feelings. Number one, it is good to acknowledge our feelings when we are going through loss because if we try to ignore our feelings they are going to pile and pile and pile and it's going to resort to things like depression and other mental disorders so number one we acknowledge our feelings if you feel sad because again going through through grief comes with a with a with a mixture and combination and whatever of feelings one minute you're happy the other minute someone does something or says something and you get so irritable and you're angry, bitterness comes in. So you acknowledge your feelings. When you feel like crying, you cry. When you feel that you want to talk to someone, talk. And there's no, there's no method of grief, by the way. There's no method that you're supposed to use to grief. If you feel like crying, you cry. If you feel like uh, going to... Or rather, if you feel like visiting a place or some people, visit them. Acknowledge those feelings because they help you heal. And when acknowledging your feelings, it is good to run to people who care about you most. This is not the time to look at who in the past said what or anything about you. It is time for you to be around people that love and care about you. And again, it is very important for you to be in the circle of believers because these believers sometimes it becomes so hard for you even to pray these believers are the ones that are going to intercede for you they are there praying for you they are there comforting you and you remember when we were talking about loss we said there is this sympathetic loss the circle of believers now strengthen you pray with you and encourage you but even those that are praying with you and those that you're around with will not be with you forever A time will come, say maybe you've you've laid your loved one to rest. And a week later, everyone goes their way. Maybe you're in Nairobi and you had your friends visiting from even all over the country. But in a week's time, everyone has to go back to their homes. So what happens to you? You're left there. What do you do? It's just you and God. Your family may be there, your friends may be there, like Kiniyata when you go to the Sometimes you even go to the, to, the, to the washroom and you hide there and you start crying. It's only you and God. And it is only God that can understand the pain that we feel when we go through loss. And that is why you're also allowed to... Sometimes when uh, you're going through grief, the, 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 scripture, the scripture that uh, God's ways are not our ways. Neither are his thoughts our thoughts. Now it becomes a reality to you. You know, sometimes we just read the Bible as another literature book. But sometimes when you are in deep thoughts, you go through the Bible and you start to understand. And now it becomes the reality. This is where I am. And for sure, God's ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. And uh, we may not understand why loss happens sometimes. But sometimes it's not loss indeed. sometimes God just moves something and uh, replaces it with something better. so it's not he, he, sometimes God moves something to make room for something better. and we cannot look at uh, loss without looking at restoration and without looking at hope, because you see even for a job and uh, the uh, I've come to learn with time that when God restores, He restores in abundance. When we look at Job, when God restored, He restored in abundance. And while when we look at, when also going through grief, it's also good to look at Isaiah chapter 65, verse 24. Isaiah
1: 65:24 They will not labor in vain nor will they bear children doomed to misfortune for there will be a people blessed by the Lord they and their descendants with them before they call I will answer while they are still speaking I will hear the wolf and the lamb will feed together, and the lion will eat straw like the ox, and dust will be the serpent's food. They will neither harm nor destroy on all my holy mountain, says the Lord. Okay, thank you. We are looking at
0: Isaiah sixty-five twenty-four, And it shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. And while they are yet speaking, I will hear. So, we've suffered this loss, you've suffered this loss, and you're trying to move on, and uh, the very first question that comes to almost everyone's mind is, why me? I don't know whether you've ever found yourself in asking yourself that question, why me? Maybe you just uh, took a loan, you bought your very first car, and... For whatever reasons, you lose your car. And your neighbor has three cars. And sometimes you are tempted to ask God, God, you would have taken one from my neighbor since he has three, and let me have mine. I'm not yet done even servicing the loan. You've taken my, 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 my property. And uh, the why me question... I'm not able to answer that. Maybe Pastor Wamboi will help us understand if God answers the why me question. And when you are there crying and you are there, you are deep, the Lord says that and it shall come to pass that before you call, he will answer. And we know that God sees the end from the beginning. Even when he was blessing you with that property, he knew that a time would come, and for whatever reasons, you would not be able to have it anymore. And uh, uh, personally, I've suffered loss. And I think had I not suffered loss, maybe today I would not sit here to encourage all of us. So maybe God also wants us to go through something for us to be able to tell of his faithfulness, of his goodness, of his greatness, and to to know him more. Okay. uh, When you're going through grief, it's also important to allow yourself time to adjust. Maybe you've lost your job, or whatever it is, or you've lost a, 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 a loved one. Give yourself time to adjust. And moving on doesn't mean that today you're crying, it doesn't mean that tomorrow you'll be fine. No, you'll not be fine, it will take time. And again, moving on does not mean forgetting. You know, sometimes when you're trying to comfort people, it's also, it's also important to know what to say to people when they're grieving. I remember, let me give you a short story, because to me it's a, it's a testimony. In, in 2019, I had a stillbirth, and I was admitted at Kenyatta Hospital, and uh, one of my friends came to see me, and while trying to encourage me, she told me, you're lucky you have another child at home, so you see, for her, she was trying to to encourage me, to comfort me, to tell me that it is fine. But it doesn't mean that because I have another child at home, I'm supposed to lose that one. You see, when you lose a loved one, it's like uh, if, for, for, for them that are mothers here and with uh, more than one child, if you are asked, that, if you are asked uh, among all your children or between your children, who would you want to lose? Do you want to lose any? Okay, no, no. Uh are you blessed to have your parents alive? If you are asked, who do you want to lose? Who do you want to lose? None. Pastor Leah, would you want to lose any of your child? So, <coughs> sometimes when people are grieving, if you, you're not sure of what to tell them, just tell them that you're praying with them and it shall be well because you can hurt someone while trying to comfort them. You see, for me, when my friend came and told me that you're lucky you have another child at home, uh, I told her, but I don't think I wanted to lose this one. I would also want to have this one. And you see, now sometimes, you're there, you've done everything that you could. You can imagine preparing for a baby, you've done everything, you're there, and... uh, uh, the, the the sister knows that they're expecting a brother and you've painted your house blue and everything. And you're going to, you feel that your labor pains are here and you're going for delivery. When you get to the doctor, they tell you that they're they are not sure they can hear the heartbeats, but so the doctor says, let me call someone else to come in. Confirm. So someone comes, confirms, and says, I'm not sure. Let us also call someone to come and confirm. And they come, and here you are. They are no, there's no heartbeats. And uh, I was at uh, 38 weeks. 38 weeks is. That's a full-time baby. And now you're there. No baby. You are the hospital you go through whatever process you go through, and now you go home. Now reality in answer, God, why me? God, why did you let me carry this baby? Atafadhali unge nipatia, singe beba mimba, you know? So many questions zinakuja, they arise, and sometimes we even start, okay, you question God, and uh, in a respectful manner, you start having now an, a very honest conversation with God. And now, during that grief, bitterness now starts. Blame starts. Everything. You start asking your, your, yourself, did this happen because of something that I did not do? Or did it happen because of something that I, I did? Did this happen because for the last one, one year I have not been a faithful to either? Did this happen because uh, Nili backslid, Kwa And you ask yourself all manner of questions, and by the way, for some questions you cannot even get answers. And you know when you're going through loss, some laws are very personal. You cannot even share with someone. You cannot even share what is going through your mind. And now this is where Asasa inabaki tuni na mungu. But when you're going through these moment, it is also good to get support. Ask for support from your loved ones or from whoever that you can, because you cannot go through it alone. Ask for support. You need people to pray for you. You need people. Sometimes it's even easier uh, being through someone who has been there. They are able to speak to you, to encourage you, but again, they may also not understand because we say loss is very personal and very different. You see, when we are, when, when we are, uh, I would wish to dwell a little bit more on this. When we are looking at child loss, we have people that have suffered miscarriage, we have others that have suffered uh, stillbirth, and we have those that have suffered loss of now a, a child, a, a baby like a child who is now a grown-up child. And uh, you know for some, imagine going to encourage someone who just had a a miscarriage and you're there telling them, uh, but at least we are glad or rather I'm happy it was just a miscarriage, not a stillbirth. Or maybe you're there encouraging someone who has had a stillbirth and you're telling them, at least it was not a, 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 a child It was just a a stillbirth. what what is a stillbirth? What's What's the difference? I mean, loss is loss. And loss is very personal. You see, for the one that had a miscarriage, she was wishing at least it would have even gotten to those eight or nine months. Maybe she would have the experience of how pregnancy feels up to that level. For the one that had a stillbirth, would wish to have seen that born baby, Walk and grow. So even when you're looking at, when you're, when you're trying to, uh, to encourage someone that has lost their job or lost their, their property, don't even go there and try to tell them, uh, at least it's just a house that you've lost, well, you can rent an apartment and live in. Why would they rent and uh, I just had my own? You know, it feels a it feels, uh, Let me say awkward, but uh, my my point here is when you're encouraging someone that has gone through loss, especially loss through death, let us be very mindful of our words. And the best that you can do at some point is just being there for that person. Just being there. You don't even need to, to talk a lot to them. Again, you see, loss comes with bitterness. It comes with anger. You can just say something and it it sparks them. And the next minute, they are crying. Sometimes just be there. Uh, Assist them in any other ways that you can. And the best thing that we can do is praying for people that are going through loss. I think that is the, the, the best and the most important. Because the rest, I mean, they are able to take care of. At least if not personally, they have other friends who are able to assist them in maybe washing their houses and doing their cleanings and whatever but we as the circle of believers we are the ones to stand in the gap for this person that is going through this loss. It is you to tell God to comfort that person. It is you to ask God to restore whatever that was lost because again out there everyone is not a believer like us. So they are there, they are just giving. Actually at that moment, that is where now even the devil the devil even visits a lot. That's where now your, your friends hmm, will even come with some alcoholic drinks and they want you to, to have some, telling you that uh, maybe some drugs are going to numb your feelings. Well, it's good to numb your feelings in a positive way, using positive things, surrounding yourself in a circle of believers, listening to that music and going through the scripture and trying to understand and. Here, this is now where, again, the church plays a very vital role. This is where now we see the religious leaders trying to explain to people why loss happened and how to go about that loss. So sometimes the the much that you can just do is praying for people. And for you, if it is you that is going through that loss, please give yourself, acknowledge your feelings, Give yourself time to adjust. Surround yourself with people that love you most. Surround yourself in a circle of believers. And now for us as believers, if we know that someone is going through whatever, party, whatever type of loss it is, it is our responsibility to go and surround that person. It will be hard for someone going through loss out there to come here. But it will be easier for us to go there and be with that person and cry with them when they are crying. When we are also going through loss, it is important to take care of ourselves. You know, sometimes you don't feel like waking up and you remember this business that you've invested in for a long time. You've been having sleepless nights and you wake up at 4am, you go to bed at midnight and this business you wake up tomorrow and it's gone. It's not there. When you're going through this phase of life, it is important that you take care of yourself. By taking care of yourself, I mean, eat well. We know it is, it is, it is hard. Sometimes you don't feel like waking up, you don't feel like eating. And you see like the, the, your world, your world is gone. But please, take care of yourself. Eat healthy, rest. You, remember that your body is also going through shock. Whatever loss it is, whether it is your job... Even if I, lo- you see, like if I lose this notebook today, it means that next Sunday I'll not be able to use it. To me, now, if you, if all of us here were to lose our notebooks, uh, some of us have others, so you're just going to to get a replacement that you're going to use the coming Sunday. Uh, others have only the ones that we have here, so it means you're going to get into your pocket and uh, replace and for us we're not even able to replace whatever we have so it is only this. now that takes me back to my point that loss is different loss is loss and loss is different I may lose this, it's just a notebook you may lose yours, it's just a notebook and again, whatever I've written in here and whatever you've written in yours is different maybe mine, I've written some uh, interview questions and answers I'm preparing for that big interview that I'm attending tomorrow and now I've lost it. It's different from yours if you just bought it maybe you'll just suffer the loss of the money that you've used to buy. But now for me you see it had some content in it. So it hits me different from the way it hits you. So we go back to our original point that loss is loss. And loss is different. And loss is personal. But how do we go about this loss? We take care of ourselves. If I lose this notebook and I don't replace it, the coming Sunday means I will not have it here. So if I take care of myself, then it means I'm able to, to plan. It had my interview questions and answers, yes. I'm going for that interview tomorrow. So what happens? I leave here. I go home. I look for an alternative. I go through the, my questions again and my answers. I transfer them to a different book. And life moves on. So I have to take care of myself, because again, if we don't take care of ourselves, the devil is also going to attack us. And this is where we find now many people, when you're going through loss, uh, sometimes you say, whatever will be, will, will be. Yes, it's true, whatever will be, will be. But also remember that you have a life, and you have to move forward. This has happened. My business is gone, my home is bon- gone, my car is gone. If you've lost your job, what do you do? You start networking, you start looking for another job. You cannot dwell on, I've lost my job. You cannot dwell on, you've lost your career. You cannot dwell on, you've lost your business. Your business is gone, yes. Give yourself time to adjust. Let us wait for Mum mom to settle.
1: Okay.
0: So we said you acknowledge your feelings, adjust, and there is no formula of moving on. Even when people come and tell you to... You know some people give a time, a time, a time frame for mourning. There is no particular time frame. You can grieve for as much as it, it's, it's gonna be. There is no particular time frame. But surrounding yourself with the right people is going, to, is going to help you heal faster and move on. And when you're taking care of yourself, it also means that you read the scripture. You root yourself in the word of God. you be in prayer. And as we spend time with God, our, 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 our knowledge of God will also grow. And so will our love for him grow. And God has not made it difficult for us to... Know him, and uh, if there is something that I love about the church, is that the church is a place that you can go anytime, you can even ring anytime, and there is someone on that phone willing to listen to you cry, willing to listen to you vent, and uh, they are going to help you walk through that journey. It's not like, like you know, sometimes even when you're going through counseling and through some therapies, you have to pay. But I don't know, I I don't think there's any church where, like here, I don't think there's a day you've ever taken that phone and rang it and whoever was on the line on the other side asked you to pay for, for anything. So surrounding yourself with the right people and in the circle of believers. Like for example, here as women of essence, if you're going through any particular loss, because you can be going through loss that we don't know about, because you know, again, some are not physical. Some loss is physical. Others is not. You may even be losing yourself, and we are we are seated here together. But you're losing yourself. You're not even here with us for whatever reasons. Maybe you're going through some financial challenges and everything, and you're losing yourself, and we don't know. You can get in touch with any of us here. You can you can call Pastor Le. You can call Pastor Nino. Pastor Imelda. You can call anyone. Lily or me just anyone and talk to us before even going to talk to the people of the world out there now you also be patient with yourself when you're trying to move on be patient with yourself do not be too hard on yourself. Do not keep asking yourself questions. Uh, what did I do? What did I not do? Had I done these, maybe this would not have happened. Had I done this, maybe this would have happened. You know, Be patient with yourself and understand that some things are out of your control. And there's nothing much that you can do about it. The only thing that you can do about it is just asking God to give you the strength to, to move forward. So, be patient with yourself when you feel like crying. Sometimes cry. And you know, moving on does not mean that you will forget, by the way. You will not forget. Some things you will never forget. Don't tell me like, like, if I own that apartment today and tomorrow we wake up and it's been demolished, or something has just happened and it's not there, I'll never forget. And anytime I'll be passing through there, I'll be seeing there and I'll, I'll be remembering that I used to own an appointment here. Is it? If you lose your car today, Tomorrow you're on the road, you see a similar car, it is going to remind you of your car. If you lose a loved one, if you lose a parent, and you hear, some, if you lose your mother, and you hear someone talking about their mother, it is going to remind you of your mother. If you lose your parents, and uh, maybe Christmas, you see, like uh, during Christmas, many people travel shags to go see their parents and everything. Now, this year comes, your parents are not there. And maybe you will not travel because they're the ones who made you travel during that period. And now, since they're no longer there, you won't be traveling. When that time comes, every time when that time of the year comes, it will be reminding you of your, of your parents. When you go to your upcountry, when you go home, if you lose your spouse, maybe, or your child, and you go to that house, you'll be seeing where they used to, to sit. You'll be seeing the cups that they used to, to use. And we cannot change everything. You may, we, you, when trying to adjust, there are some changes that we can make. Maybe if I used to live in Kasarani, I can say, now I'm going to, to, change, to, to, to move maybe to this particular place. But you will never forget. So moving on does not mean forgetting. So anytime that you remember your particular loss, acknowledge your feelings, and then just whisper a prayer to God. Just tell God that, you're even grateful to be alive at this particular moment. And you know, uh, the Bible says that uh, 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 a dog that is alive is better than a dead lion. So you'd rather be alive with all the losses that you've had than being dead and you've left. Everything that you had, all your property and everything. So, and also remember that God is with you during that time. That Hajakwacha, he is there. You may be having those questions, but again, remember that God is there and he is going to restore. And when he restores, remember we said that when God restores, he restores in abundance. And remember that time may not heal. See, people people say that time heals. Well, I think it's uh, relative. It may never heal. It may make the pain less intense, but it will not heal completely. It may heal, it may not heal. And again, it depends on the type of loss that we are talking about. Because again, there are some things that you, you can replace and there are those that you cannot replace. So, the bottom line is accepting the loss Embracing the new you and the new normal. You just learn to live with the loss because it won't go away. If, if this banana now, if these are 10 bananas and one is not there, there are nine. Even if I go and buy another one and bring it here, it will not be this one. There will be a replacement, but it will not be the original one. So you just just embrace your new you. Is it your career? Is it a job that you've lost? Acknowledge the feelings. Be patient with yourself. Give yourself t- some time to adjust. Network. Get another job. Talk to people. Tell them, I, I lost my job. I'm looking for another one." Even whatever loss it. If it's a relative that you've lost, and like like for example, for instance, when when I was going through grief. I would, I would talk to anyone by the way even in a matatu I would just enter a matatu and I would find myself talking to anyone who was there that oh this and this happened this and this happened and it made me heal faster Karibu so, be kind. Be kind to yourself also when you're, when you're grieving. If you feel like talking about your loss, talk. You know, sometimes when people are encouraging people, they tell them, they, it's like they tell you that there's a set time for, for talking about They even want you to forget and it's your loss, imagine. They even don't want you to talk about it because they feel that, hey, this thing happened, Kitambo, and I, we thought you moved on. No, I have not moved on. It's my loss. It's, it's personal. And I cannot forget. So if you feel like talking about it, talk. If you feel like crying about it, cry. Pray. Above all, pray. When doing all those other things that you're doing, the first thing should be to pray. Because it is only God that understands the pain that you're going through. So talk. Root yourself in there. Word of God. Read the scripture. Not just like any other literature book that you're, you're reading. Read the scripture, try to internalize what is God saying here. What does God want me to understand here? Surrounding yourself with a circle of believers. Talk to your pastor, talk to your spiritual leader. Talk, cry, tell them anything. Because again, God uses them to talk to us, to comfort us. And maybe they've had even worse than what you have going through. So they are able to understand, to feel your pain. And uh, when we look at Proverbs chapter 3, 5 to 6. Proverbs chapter 3, 5 to 6.
1: Proverbs 3 5 to 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him and He will make your paths straight. The Bible here is telling us to trust in the Lord with all
0: our heart and lean not on our own understanding. When you are going through loss or rather through grief, you ask yourself a million questions. And however much you try to answer those questions, you may never find answers. Now, this is where the Bible tells us to trust in the, in the Lord. Our understanding may be wrong. Sometimes you lose something, you lose a business, and uh, you say, okay, maybe it's because I did not do this. That is why this happened. Our understanding may be wrong. But in all circumstances, we trust in the Lord. And believe you me that God anajua, anajua, and He will restore. And again, He gives us grace and strength to face tomorrow. Because again, when you go to bed, and you don't even wish to wake up tomorrow, you cannot imagine your life without that thing that you've lost. You try to imagine your life without, just try to imagine your life without your family. Try to imagine your life without your children, without your child, without your spouse, without your parents, without your property, without your home, without your. just try. Just, you don't even want to, to, to do that, I'm sure. You don't even want to, to imagine that. You go and sleep, and you wish that dawn is not coming, dawn will not come soon, because you don't want to wake up. You don't want to wake up to the reality that this thing is no longer there but now here you just rely on God there's nothing much you can do you just rely on God and God gives us the strength to face tomorrow tomorrow comes it goes you go to bed again the following day you don't want to wake up again it is only God that can give you the strength to face the other tomorrow and just like that life goes on we look at uh, Proverbs chapter 23 verse
1: 18 Proverbs 23:18 There is surely a future hope for you And your hope will not be cut off. Yes.
0: Surely, there's a future. And your hope will not be cut off. But now the question here is, do you believe? Do you believe in God? Do you hope for a tomorrow free of pain? Pain that you've endured through that loss, do you believe that there is a future that is even better? There is a future and your hope will not be cut off. When we look at uh, Psalms chapter 71, 22, 21. Psalms 71, 22, 21.
1: Though you have made me see troubles, many, and bitter, you will restore my life again. From the depths of the earth, you will again bring me up. You will increase my honor and comfort me once more.
0: So now here we said when we look at, we cannot look at moving on after loss without looking at hope, without looking at restoration. The Bible Tells us that, uh, okay, uh, Psalms 71, 2021. 20, Though you've made me see troubles, many and bitter, you will restore my life again. You know, sometimes loss comes with uh, embarrassment. There's something that you lose and you feel embarrassed. You don't even, you don't even feel like. You want to be associated with people who know you again. You want to change everything. You want to uh, change your jobs. You can even change your country. Because you feel embarrassed. Pain, loss comes with embarrassment. It comes with bitterness. It comes with anger. But now here we can see that sometimes... God allows loss to happen and though you've made me see troubles he he is the one that has made you see troubles though you've made me see troubles many and bitter you will restore my life again the question is are we hopeful are we looking forward to this restoration do we, do we believe, Amma, when people are talking of uh, restoration, when we are talking about job, when we are looking at job and double portion and restoration, and uh, do we believe? You see, sometimes it's, it's not just a matter of saying, God will restore. Do you believe that he's going to restore? Are you hopeful? For Are you looking forward to that restoration? Now that question, maybe each and every one of you, ask yourself that question and answer yourself. Do you believe? Are you hopeful? Are you looking forward to restoration? Personally, I, I, I've lost uh, jobs before, I've lost uh, property before, I've lost uh, friendships before, I've lost uh, material things before, and I'm always hopeful. I'm looking forward to restoration. And I'm always hoping that God is going to restore in abundance. You see, again, this is not something that is tangible, that I'm telling you that you've lost this banana, and now I'm going to replace it with five bananas. No, it is faith. Things that we cannot see, how do you feel inside of you? Do you believe that when God says he's going to restore, do you believe that he's going to restore and restore in abundance? read the scripture, root yourself in the scripture, surround yourself with the right people, acknowledge your loss, acknowledge your feelings, be kind to yourself, take care of yourself, adjust where you need to adjust because sometimes you also learn to live with the loss. Whatever it is, when you remember, just grieve for that moment and then thank God for the other many blessings that you have. Uh huh. We also, uh, when you're going through grief, sometimes there's a, uh, there's a stage called bargaining. And this is the, the, the worst part. Where now you sit down with God and you start looking at everything that your pastor tells you, and you see that no, they are lying. They are lying. It has taken me four years to conceive this baby. Why would God let me miscarry? at two months. You've toiled so hard to have that property. Why would God let you lose it? You've you've been the best wife that someone could ever have. Why would God let you lose your, your spouse? You've been Annie, you've been the best employee, the faithful employee. Why would God let you lose that, that job, that employment? and you're the sole breadwinner in your family. Why would God let that thing happen? So sometimes when we come to beginning now, it is a natural part of grief. You start seeing that everything that Pastor Leah that you normally tell us there is a lie. There, there is no God, by the way. Why would God allow me to go, go through this? And why me? I'm a faithful tither, I'm an intercessor, I serve in the worship ministry, and again, all this happened to me and my friend out there is whatever, whatever she is, and these things are not happening to, to her. Why, why me, God? It is also a natural, a natural process. And now here, when we are beginning, when we are asking God these questions, again, we go back to our point that surround yourself with in a circle of believers. They are going to help you answer such questions. Key point is also surrounding yourself with the right people when you're going through whatever loss that it is. And you don't have to surround yourself with 10 people. It can only be even a person, one person. Because again, we we may not be comfortable sharing our loss with everyone. Maybe I don't want you to know that I have lost my notebook, But I'll just let uh, Priscilla know that I I lost it. And she's walking this journey with me. It will make me heal faster. Maybe I don't want you to know, but I need a circle of people. I need someone to be close to me. I need a shoulder to lean on. So surround yourself with people that love you. Your family, your your colleagues, if they love you, you. But among all, the best thing that you can do is to pray. And to be in a circle of believers, they are going to pray for you even when, when you don't have words. Because again, when you're going through grief, you don't even have words to pray, even their strength. You don't have strength to eat. You don't even have strength to pray. But when you're rooted in the word of God, God is going to encourage you. This circle of believers is going to pray for you every other moment. Imagine this person interceding for you. These are interceding for you. <speaking> in <Hebrew> Within no time, you have the strength to move on and you start adjusting slowly and now you start accepting living with loss. And I'd like us to look at, as we come to an end, I'd like us to look at Job chapter 42 verse 10. Job 42.
1: After, after, Job, after Job had prayed for his friends, the Lord restored his fortunes and gave him twice as much as he had before. All his brothers and sisters and everyone who had not known him before came and ate with him in his house. They comforted and consoled him over all the trouble the Lord had brought on him. And each one gave him a piece of silver and a gold ring. Now we look at God
0: restoring Job. After you've gone through that loss, I would like you to root yourself in the word of God, to believe in God, and to look forward and to believe and to be hopeful for restoration. And trust me, God is going to restore. And he's going to restore in abundance. Like whatever he did to, to Job. And uh, while still looking at the book of Job, maybe you can open Job fourteen seven 7 to 9. At least there is
1: hope for a tree. If it is cut down, it will sprout again, and its new shoots will not fail.
0: At least there is hope for a tree that's been cut. If you lose your, 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 your property, there is still hope. There is hope you can still work over again and get another property. God is able to restore in abundance. He is able to give you whatever. If it took you five years maybe to own that property, within even that same period or even less time or even more time, in some instances, God is able to restore to you. He can give you that property and another one on top and another one on top. He will restore and he will restore in abundance. So when we're looking at moving on from loss, we say that number one, you should acknowledge your feelings. You run to people that care for you, people that love you. You root yourself in the word of God. Read the word of God. Surround yourself with a circle of believers. Adjust yourself. Whatever changes you need to make where? Make those changes. Take care of yourself. Be patient with yourself. And pole pole too, you will heal. Though you may never forget, you will heal. And the word and and the name of the Lord will be glorified in in all situations. Whether we are going through grief, we are celebrating, the name of the Lord is to be praised. Yes, and maybe Pastor Leah can take over and conclude for us.
2: Praise God. I thank you very much, Jocelyn, for sharing that powerful message with us. Uh, I think it captures everything because um, each and every one of us has gone through loss. And if I was to pass through this microphone, and we will be doing that shortly, we can share or we can tell of a loss that you went through. And whatever Jocelyn has shared, In one way or another, you have used one of those strategies for you to be able to move on. May it be lost a parent, you lost some respect somewhere, you lost your nails, you lost your hair. You know, I'm talking about nails because I have lost nails. In fact, that is the loss that has hit me most of late because there was a time I was putting on gel on my nails. And everyone one of you was like, Oh Pastor Lea, you look nice. But two months down the line, what is badways? So Niko Apo kwa kwa adjust. Because they say you accept, you adjust, then you advance. And adjust. so whatever Jocelyn has shared is very critical in helping us to move on. And for us as Christians, There is no way we can move on without the scriptures. There is a scripture that I love so much. It is John chapter 16 and verse 33. And this is what the Bible says. You would be surprised that I love this scripture. Because this is what the Bible says. These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. This is Jesus speaking. In the world you will have tribulations. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. So as a Christian, it's like Christ forewarned us that as long as we are in this world, I'm a lost tribulation. We will go through tribulations. We will go through loss. We will go through stuff. But he told us we be of good cheer because whatever we go through, Christ went through it. And if he was able to overcome and we are Christians, we call ourselves Christians. He's our role model. Then even for us, we'll be able to overcome. Of course, like Jocelyn has said, some losses are so personal that they touch the core of who you are. And you feel like uh, there's no even reason of moving, me moving on with life. Surrounding yourself with the right people is really going to help you, especially believers. And always remember to pray. And some prayers are tears that flows from your cheeks. Some, prayer, some prayers are you lying down on that floor, not knowing what to do, but just thinking about the faithfulness and the goodness of God who has brought you to the point where you are. So our prayer is that we will not be stuck at the point of our loss. Because one thing I'm sure of is that we cannot prevent loss. Because of the sovereignty of God. And the sovereignty of God allows him to do whatever he wants, wherever he wants. And because we cannot control that sovereignty of God, then we can only allow ourselves to move on when that loss happens. That we will not be stuck at that point of loss. But we will allow ourselves, by the grace of the sovereign God again, to move on with our lives. Amen? So thank you very much, Jocelyn. That was awesome. Let us always remember that we will go through loss. We will face tribulations, but we have hope and we have an anchor in Christ. That The Bible says He will never leave us nor forsake us. So even the time you are going through loss, therefore even when you don't have someone to talk to like a real human being that you can tell them, sit there and listen to me, you can always talk to God because He's always there with us. Amen. I'll hand over this microphone to Neno, the moderator, as they call you.